Living the Truth is a podcast for creative humans who don't like to fit in a box, who have multiple passions to follow, who are curious and eager to forge their own path in their own unique, messy, and human way, who are ready to make things happen on their own terms and in their own time. This is a safe space for honest, deep, and meaningful conversations about living your truth out loud as a creative. Welcome to episode 6 of Living Your Truth Podcast. My guest today is Ruth Pangwright. Ruth is a creative business mentor to quietly ambitious women. Ruth refers to herself as a massive introverted shy human. In this episode, we talked about what it is like to be an introvert who is quietly ambitious in the online business world, how she is managing her energy while building the stamina to keep showing up as herself, honoring her needs and how and where she is finding support. We also talked about noticing the difference between when it is fear that is holding us back and when it is the need to recharge and take some time off. This episode is full of juicy bits and aha moments for introverts who are trying to put themselves out there. Connecting to Ruth and seeing her Taking up space online has been a real joy and confidence booster for me. I hope you will enjoy the conversation as much as I did. So enjoy. Hi Ruth. Hi Hera. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so looking forward to our conversation together. So tell us all about you, what do you do, how and when you started and where you are in the world. I'm Ruth Poundwhite. I am based in the UK and I am a creative business mentor to quietly ambitious women. Um, and I started doing this earlier this year. Um, I've probably been doing it since about March and we're recording this at the end of October. So yeah, it's fairly new, but I'm not new to running my own business. Like I've been running my online business, which was firstly freelance writing and then it was copywriting with a team of writers. And I've been doing that for about 11 years now, which is crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a long, long time. <laughs> Yeah, especially online when things change a lot. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, you are a shy, introverted, creative human who is trying to put yourself out there and uh, run a business. How is it like? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep, that's a big question. But obviously I kind of hinted at that in the way, and I've just come up with this phrase recently, the quietly ambitious, uh, because that's how I would describe myself and that's the people I work with as well. And basically what I mean by that is I've always considered myself to be quiet, introverted, shy, find it difficult to put myself out there on the one hand. But on the other hand, for some reason, I want to put myself out there. I want to build a business. I want to make things happen. I want to make things happen both for myself myself, but also in a way that helps other people. And I feel like there's a whole group of us out there who are quiet, um, but we are really ambitious and our definition of being ambitious has had to change from what we've been like brought up with all the kind of ideas about what it means to be ambitious and to be loud. And, and we're kind of finding that there's a way of doing it in our own way, if that makes sense. Mm 
Oh, it totally does make sense. Uh, I can relate to that personality type as well as your yeah. experience of being ambitious but quiet and shy both yeah, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you started, was it a struggle to show up as yourself because of the um, cultural or social dynamics we have to uh, navigate as shy or introverted humans? Yes. And the thing is, when I first started my first business, I had no idea. So although it was hard, I couldn't, I couldn't explain why, if that makes sense, because I didn't understand that it was even a thing. So I knew that I was a certain way and I just considered myself to be weird and I tried to just push myself. So I tried to just go against my natural nature mm-hmm. and push myself in a way that didn't quite feel right but I didn't realize why so like you've mentioned like the the way we've grown up in the culture and all of that but I didn't even know that that was a thing so (laughs) it was really hard and also what I didn't know was a thing was that when you start a business you know I just thought you know business is one thing and life is another thing but obviously when you run a business it's so and, and when you run a business as yourself, as like one person, mm-hmm. um, putting yourself out there as like the face of your brand or whatever, it's so interconnected with absolutely everything in your life and all the issues that you might have and all the insecurities and it brings them all up to the surface, which it did when yeah. I first started like way back, but I didn't realize that that was part of the journey, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I didn't know I didn't even know that I needed to work on that stuff. I just thought I just needed to do X, Y, Z, you know, I need to market that way. I need to put that amount of content out there. I need to do this and it'll all fall into place. I didn't realize that the, the personal stuff, the mindset stuff, just learning about myself, being self-aware, pushing my comfort zone, all of that. I just had no idea. It's crazy to like look back on it, but I had no idea. I think that's because we see businesses are built in a certain way and there's not enough conversation going on around uh, building businesses as introverted humans online. And Mm -hmm. that kind of puts everybody in a box that this is what you're supposed to do if you want to build a business. But Mm. just like you said, I think it also, I never realized that if I'm going to build a business, as one person, it is going to bring up all those insecurities and the ways I never thought <laughs> I'm going to mm-hmm. embrace publicly. But yeah, yeah you're yeah. so right. It brings that all up. Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking, you just made me think that when you're kind of starting starting a business, and especially when I started my business, I was 21. So I was quite young as well. And I feel like at that age, I had a lot more. I mean, I'm not saying I don't now, but especially (laughs) at that age, I had a lot more to discover about myself. And I was thinking about how when you're in that position of starting a business, no matter what age, you're in a kind of vulnerable position because you really want to learn and you really Mm -hmm. want to make progress quickly. But it's really easy to just come across the first person you see and think that the way they're doing it is the way it has to be done. Exactly. And I feel like that's what happened to me. And and a lot of people sell like blueprints to do whatever. And they're useful. They are useful on some level, but only if it's the right way for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think 
there's not one way. There's not just one way to do things. Mm-hmm. And it this... took me a very long time to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also because um, just like you mentioned, when you're a one person business, you are the face of your brand yeah. and your values exactly reflect the values of your own business and invites people in who resonate with those values you as mm-hmm. a person and as a business yes yeah exactly exactly it's like that's the thing i've found so going back to like the struggle of putting myself out there despite being really scared of doing so that's the the thing i found the most that when i just share myself like honestly and openly it's actually easier in a way because the people that do find me and the people that do want to work with me know exactly what I'm like and they resonate with my values and they share them and they share certain beliefs and it's just although it's hard initially to put myself out there it makes it everything from there a lot easier that's the kind of thing I found and that's what I always have to keep telling myself because it's not like on the one hand I am finding it a lot easier now because I've stretched my comfort zone and it's like right that is a thing that has lasted but but it still like comes back in sometimes and I, I need to push it out again so that's the thing I always try and remind myself and it's also the thing I always try and tell anyone who asks me about it because a lot of people do ask me about it because I do like put myself out there a lot I went from basically zero putting myself out there to just putting myself out there everywhere so it seems like there's some like overnight switch and stuff but actually it's sort of a learning process and an unlearning process like learning that it's okay to be myself because what I value if I talk about what I value other people resonate with that if they value it too and if they don't value it too that's okay because they're not the right people to work with and if they do value it then working with them is so much easier because they get me And yeah, I think I've lost my train of thought, but basically (laughs) I try and remind myself of that and other people of that all the time, even though it's still hard, but it, yeah, it gets easier. It gets easier. And it's also because now you are in the practice zone of it. The more Mm -hmm. you try to put yourself out there, the more you become comfortable with putting yourself out there. Yeah. And it's like, it's so hard to say that to people because people ask me, how do you do it? How do you do it? And I'm, I'm like, you just have to do it. That's the answer. <laughs> and it's like a really rubbish answer because it is really scary. But like, I remember when I first like did a story talking on Instagram stories. So I, would, I looked at my face and, you know, I saw all the horrible things about or what I considered horrible. I saw the weird way that I spoke. I thought I was really awkward. <laughs> and then I did it for like a few days in a row and already it got easier. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I go back like I've been doing that for like a year and a half now. So sometimes I go back and look at the first ones I did and I think, wow, I was awkward. (laughs) But firstly, it's amazing to see how I've changed, but also it's amazing to think about how people didn't care. I thought I was awkward, but I had loads of amazing like conversations with people when I first put myself out there, people really didn't care. Mm -hmm. But yeah, ultimately, and it's, it's so hard, but that is it. You just have to do it. And it's not easy. But mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes if you do it once and then you hide away again, if you can just force yourself to do it again, like to come back and know that it's absolutely 100% totally normal to feel awkward, to judge yourself in loads of ways. Just know that everyone does that. 
I don't know, if you can just come back quite quickly, I think that that helps get the momentum going a bit. Right. But um, I have a few thoughts that are coming up with this conversation. Mm. Um, first of all, I, I am guilty of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I do those talking stories and then disappear for a bit. And, and I think that it really is important because I remember that's how you and I connected first. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that was coming to my mind was about what if you keep your telling yourself that you don't have anything important to say? How do you deal with that? Or if you have, if you feel like you yeah. have nothing to add? I think that's such a good question because I think that it comes down to that for so many people. So on the one hand, we're worried about how we look or how we sound like mm -hmm. and being awkward. But on the other hand, we're worried about literally what we have to say. And I was just thinking about this today and I was thinking I've got to do a post about this because basically I, I think that my stuff is boring. <laughs> like I'll just be honest. Like I do. And I think that everyone does. Um, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people do. And the way that I get around it is basically, oh, it's really tricky, but I, there's a few things. So sometimes I have to use like a mantra, like, I just wrote a note in my phone. So these thoughts are very like jumbled, but I've just like written a note in my phone. That I've got to talk about this. And basically I feel like the thing I wrote down in my phone this morning was people resonate with you because you show up as who you are, not mm -hmm. in spite of it. And what I mean by that is it's all the little quirks and it's all the boring stuff. And it's just you being you that actually resonates with someone. So you could, you could pretend to be more interesting. Like you could deliberately go out and do loads of interesting things and like document it all on Instagram stories. But if it wasn't like true to yourself, then firstly, you might get people like resonating with you and wanting to work with you. And especially as someone like me and you, who's like works with people one-to-one, -one, then when they actually came down to work with you, they'd be like, Oh, you're not how you seemed to be. Right. Yeah. But, it's it's really hard for me to explain. I wish I had like sorted out my thoughts about this a bit more clearly, but basically I feel like some of the things that we just take for granted about ourselves, I think are boring, are, the, are literally the things that will connect us with people. So me, for example, my stories are, I don't really show my family very much. Like I've got a, a young son, but I don't really show him much. Um, mainly I just do stories sitting at my desk and I think, how boring is that? Like even the background is boring. And I'm usually just talking about working and stuff. But there's little things that will come up, like how I do my work, how I approach my work, little things about my philosophy. Even if it seems quite boring, those are like the things that will connect me. Does, does that make sense? Because I it feel does. like I need to get this clearer in my head. <laughs> no, no, it does, does make sense. But I, yeah. I wonder, how do you maintain your energy levels? Because as an introvert, you have a limited resource of your yeah. energy. Yeah. And I, and obviously you just said about how you do this talking stories and then you need to hide away. And is that, I was wondering for you, is that because of the introvert thing or is that also just because you're not still comfortable yet showing your face on stories all the time? Um, it's a little bit of both, but it's mm. also because um, I think I try to hide more be behind my screen and do, keep doing the busy work instead of, um, coming online and sh sharing what I have done actually <laughs> behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So um, I understand I have a little bit of 
mindset work that I need to do around here. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was interested to know because basically I think, I think sometimes it's okay, like to just hide away, but I Mm -hmm. feel like also, so there's like, it's really hard to tell sometimes, like, am I just, do I just literally need to recharge and that's okay? Or Mm -hmm. is there something to work on? And I, it's, I do think that there is like work you can do to help yourself maintain a certain level of energy for showing up online while still like honoring yourself as an introvert Mm -hmm. and like one of the things that has become really clear to me over the last 18 months since I've been showing up is I think so basically I never showed up for ages then I started doing it and I just decided because I just had enough basically with right yeah with not doing what I wanted to do and being scared I was still scared but I just sort of had enough with it so I went all in and then after a few months of like getting my face out there on Instagram stories and stuff. I started to, I did my podcast and that was another level of putting myself out there. And I found that I started to to share really vulnerable posts on social media and, and on my podcast about, you know, the truths of like the struggles I was going through and stuff. Mm -hmm. But reflecting back on that, I feel like it was too much. So it's hard. So I'm just thinking of an example, like I would share things about how, you know, I had felt about myself in the past and like my self-esteem and things like that. And I totally want to talk about that stuff. But I think I, when I shared it at that time, it still was from a bit of a raw place. And that meant that I didn't feel good afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's possible for anyone like me to ever avoid having a vulnerability hangover. Like I've exactly, heard other yeah. people saying <laughs> that they can avoid it, but I don't think I can. No, but, I don't think I can either. <laughs> yeah. So, but that level of vulnerability hangover is like too much. So I've learned, and it's just been a process of literally putting things out there and being really self-aware about how I feel afterwards or what kind of response I get. Mm-hmm. So I think it's fine to like make mistakes along the way and it's to be expected really. But I've learned that I have to be really, I've got boundaries about what I share. I, I'm, I share honestly, but I don't always share. I, I usually share honestly, but only when I'm at the point at which I can feel a positive lesson or I can feel like it's okay. I've come to terms with that. And I've heard right. a lot of people talk about it like that. So I already kind of knew about this concept, but I I had to like go through it myself to figure out what level was right for me. Mm -hmm. So kind of make a mental note about how I feel about different levels of sharing. And I also, another way to sort of protect my energy is, I mean, I don't show my face on Instagram stories all the time. Although I will say that because I'm so used to it now, it really doesn't drain me like it used to. Um, But Um, In terms of showing up on social media, you know, like writing posts and writing emails to my newsletter or sharing on my podcast, I do batch things now. So if I'm feeling the energy and it's usually related to like a certain point in my cycle, but it could also just be, you know, random one day I'm just feeling it and all the ideas are coming to me. I try and just get slightly ahead of myself. So Mm -hmm. instead of writing one post for Instagram, I'll write three Or instead of recording one podcast episode, I'll record two. It's really simple, but it really works. And then it takes the pressure off for those times when I'm not feeling it. Right. That makes so much sense. Mm. But, But when those times are 
there when you're not really feeling it? How mm. do you find sport? So a lot of it comes from myself. Mm-hmm. So there's like the support that comes from myself and the support that comes from others. So in terms of myself, it's been, it's been a long process to becoming more self-aware. I think that self-awareness is like the key of it all really. And, and it does take a long time because I don't know about you, but I didn't even know that being an introvert was a thing until I was 25. I lived 25 years of my life just thinking I was weird, which is like crazy. <laughs> so that opened me up to a whole thing and it's like, Oh I, yeah, I understand. But even now I'm always like, I'm always just checking in. So if I have like a general anxious feeling in my chest, I'll just think, where did that come from? And it sounds really simple, but a few years ago, I wasn't even in a position to notice. So I'd know that I felt bad, but I wouldn't even think, oh, there's an anxious feeling that's been triggered by something. So it's, it's like a journey and a process, but I feel like becoming really, really self-aware. So therefore, when I'm in that phase, when I'm not feeling it, I can either put it on something like, oh, it's this certain time of my cycle, or I'm really tired. And I can also be a bit more like easy on myself. I can just think, right, what's on your to-do list that you really don't need to do? Because I know I'm the kind of person who wants to do everything all the time. <laughs> so therefore I can like look at my to-do list and I have to be really, really hard on myself because I'm not hard, like hard in a nice way, because I have, I, it's really easy to think that you need to do everything. Everything, yeah. And then you have to be really like, no, I do not need to send this email today. I really want to send it, but I don't, you know, little things like that. And it sounds so simple, but I think that so many of us, if you, if you're like a kind of overachieving type of person, then it's not easy. Um, and yeah, then there's the, I mean, I also should say that I use certain techniques like journaling and, um, like go out for a walk. There's things like that that can sometimes snap you out of it, but sometimes that you can't be snapped out of it and you've just got to accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the external support. So I have a coach, I have a mastermind group. And I would, I've just released a podcast episode on this topic. So it's kind of fresh on my mind. <laughs> and I think some of us get our external support or if we can't afford a coach and stuff, we get it from social media and other people and Facebook groups and stuff, which is great that we can. But sometimes actually, I think in order to be better supported when you're not feeling it, you have to tune out that noise, if that right. makes sense. Yes, it totally does. Mm. And I love that you mentioned um, journaling or going out for a walk. It, yeah. it kind of holds space for you to connect to your own self and your own feelings so that mm-hmm. you, know, you can feel at peace yeah yeah and running for me is a big one as well like and that's often one of the first things to go when I feel like a bit stressed or I don't have time but actually going for a run it supports me so much in my life and my health but also in my business mm-hmm. so much um I want to talk more about what you mentioned that you found out about being an introvert I think until you were weren't 25 yeah so what was it like before that what I really want to ask you is that being an introvert, did you think it was weird or was it like you didn't belong or you found yourself standing on the sidelines? What was it like? So I think that loads of introverts can relate to this, but when I was at school and it was like parents evening, 
all the teachers would say like, oh yeah, she's doing well, but she's too quiet. Mm -hmm. It was so like, that was what every teacher ever said. She's too quiet. But that, even that phrasing of it, too quiet, it's like, it's a bad thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I used to think, oh, I'm too quiet. I need to be less quiet. And then I just, I did feel weird. I especially felt weird because I'm sure you can relate to this when there's like a social event going on and you're just like, I don't want to go. (laughs) (laughs) And you come up with some like really bad excuse because you feel like you have to explain yourself and it's like, no, I'm not coming. Sorry, whatever. Something's happened. Um, And that was really, really common for me to do that. So on the one hand, I, I like socializing. Like that's the thing about being an introvert you can like socializing but not in certain circumstances or not too much for too long so I did like socializing but yeah I used to cancel a lot of things and I used to feel really guilty about it and I couldn't I didn't have the like understanding to even explain it to myself let alone explain it to other people so I think that's hard because then you'll just think oh I'm not very good friend or I'm really flaky mm-hmm. or I'm really antisocial. I think I was going to say when you're around certain groups of people. So for example, I've got an uncle who lives in Barbados and um, he's from the UK, but he's got a family in Barbados and I've been lucky enough to go out there several times, but the, the social circles that they hang around in, I just so seemingly extroverted and sociable. And I would always feel really rubbish about my own social skills. Mm-hmm when I was around them. Right. Um, I was wondering how we raise kids even today, even having this understanding of different personality types and it kind of makes it harder for people like us to grow up and hold space for themselves. Yeah. I think there there are not enough conversations going on around uh, being introverted and it's that it's not a bad thing yeah yeah it's really interesting because I've I've recently started to talk to like say for example the other weekend I was on a a long weekend away with like a group of friends from university and I actually said to them you know I need to introvert and I would never have felt comfortable <laughs> saying that before and they do understand so I think well I think that some of them certainly understand so I feel like it's becoming a bit more common although the fact of us saying that makes it a bit more understood and actually just before that I was at a a business event with Denise Duffield Thomas Mm -hmm. um, and she was at the start of the event she was like right hands up if you booked this event in and you're all excited about it. And then it got close to the day and you were like, oh my God, I don't want to go. And like loads of people with their hand out. And I loved that because I felt exactly the same. And then she, she was also like inviting us to set an intention. Like, what do we need to get out of the event? Like, what do we need to have the best experience? And what came to me was in the lunch break, I need to go out for a walk on my own mm-hmm. and not just talk to the people who are there. And that felt quite big for me because I think that is the kind of thing that would not be the done thing. That's the kind of thing that as kids, you know, we'd be like, oh, no, come and play with your friends or, you know, or even as adults, it's like you're expected to socialize. And I did it and I was really pleased with myself. And obviously because 
because she had sort of given me permission and I could sort of say to everyone else like that's what I'm doing but yeah it's that it's little things like that I think that are, are, are sort of rewriting the story like it's okay like I'm doing this for myself it's nothing personal against you it's just I need that because I'm like tired and I've been socializing all day um I'm sure that not everyone will understand but I think the more I talk about it the more I find that even people who are saying they're extroverts are telling me I need that time as well and that's really interesting so even Mm -hmm. like the extroverts are saying I do need that as well so even though they may not need it to my level at all there's still something inside them that helps them relate to how I feel right um we had a conversation earlier i think a few weeks back uh where i shared that there was a comment about being an introvert Mm. and Mm. putting yourself in a box uh Mm. and i was really feeling anxious about it (laughs) because i never looked at looked at it that way do you ever feel like you're putting yourself in a box when you label yourself as an introvert yeah I, I think that's such a good conversation to be having because there's there is that thing isn't there that you worry that if you put a label on yourself like that you are putting yourself in a box and I think sometimes and obviously we talked about this when you mentioned yeah. it but sometimes it is a way to protect yourself and to not stretch your comfort zone or whatever mm-hmm. but hopefully I would say I don't know it's like when I always called myself shy throughout my life I guess shyness and introversion can go hand in hand, but they don't always. Mm-hmm. It's like some introverts can be really great at socializing and that's not me. And I think, I think basically shyness is some form of like social anxiety. So, and, and social anxiety can manifest in different ways, like any kind of anxiety. And sometimes it's in certain situations, it's not even there. And what I'm trying to say is that I'm realizing that I can still call myself shy, but actually be really confident in certain situations. And I can call myself an introvert, but really enjoy talking to people (laughs) in certain situations. And I just think, I hope that from the way I'm putting myself out there online and trying to share it. And you know what, Denise Duffield Thomas is a great example of this as well, because she was saying how she's a massive introvert and she just did this like event that I went to and there was like 150 people there and she was talking to us all day long and then, you know, like taking photos with everyone afterwards. And that's like, but she says she's a massive introvert, which I think is really, so what I think is that it's really important for us to just do what we want to do and then say, and we are an introvert. And I guess from doing that, we'll see that, oh, there are introverts who can be like Denise Duffield Thomas and do these (laughs) conferences and fly across the world from Australia to the UK and do this stuff. And there are introverts who would never do that, but it's like a massive spectrum. And hopefully the more we talk about it, the more we can see that it's not like, it's, it's, it's a useful box to be put in. In, mm-hmm. t- in situations where you're like I need to introvert now and people understand <laughs> but it's not like a limiting box to put yourself in. exactly it's to yeah. not to not use it as a reason to not put yourself out there you know what I mean yeah yeah exactly because it can be a reason to not for example like if you're a one-to-one coach not make yourself available to calls every day all day <laughs> that's a good that's a good reason like so for me I don't I have two days a week in my calendar that I do calls and then every few weeks 
I mean, I, I have extra times, but there's two main days. And then every few weeks I will block off a week and not do any calls. And that mm-hmm. for me really helps with like the introvert social stuff. Um, but it's not a reason for me not to do calls in the first place. That right. Sense. Yeah, mm. it does. Um, it's so interesting that you shared about your days. And I think it re- they really help you in managing your energy levels as well. So tell, mm. tell us more about what does your days look like? Okay. Um, ideally, I, I like to have, and this would not work for all introverts, <laughs> but I like to have several calls in one day. Like if I'm going to have calls, I would just rather it be a day of calls. And obviously <laughs> I will be tired afterwards, but I like to put them all together because I, and I don't know if you have the same thing. If I have a call at like five o'clock in, the, in a day or five o'clock on a Friday, I will be thinking about it all week and I'll be yes. thinking about it all day on the Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know what you're saying because this is exactly what's happening now when I'm trying to record these podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So actually, even scheduling this in, you asked me what time was good for me. I deliberately chose the earliest time of the window mm-hmm. that you gave me yeah. because I knew I'd be thinking about it. Although actually, like I said to you, I ended up forgetting about it. <laughs> but usually I would be thinking about it all the time, like anticipating it. Yes. So, and I know that so many, I've seen loads of people saying that they have the same thing because it, you know what, it can actually make me feel guilty to say this because I don't want my clients to think that I don't want to talk to them. Right. But it, I think it's really helpful that you say it. I'm saying it. I've seen other people saying it. Um, I think I saw, I think I heard Kate Ferris of Simpler Seasons saying it. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> um, it just makes me feel good that I can want to do calls. I can want to help serve my clients, but I can also want to just put them in a time slot that means I don't have to like use extra energy. Exactly. And obviously it doesn't always work out like that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I like, I like to batch them together because I just think I can use the energy all at once. <laughs> I can like <laughs> worry about it all at the same time, if that makes yeah, sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. So um, Ruth, what are your struggles now? We can see that you have um, kind of stretched your com- comfort zone a lot and now you're feeling more comfortable with where you are at in your business and your creative journey right now. But um, Mm. what are your current struggles? Mm, That's a good question. So I would say that my biggest struggle at the moment is thinking I need to do more than I really need to do. So obviously there's the whole introvert energy thing. But for me, there's also like literal energy levels, getting enough sleep with a like a one year old and also because I'm still running my other business, my copywriting business. So I'm effectively building a new business at the same time as running another business. So I've got quite a lot on. So lately I've just literally been telling myself, you know, I've done enough. You don't need to do all the things. I mean, I was talking about it earlier, how I have to prioritize a lot and drop things off my to-do list a lot. And I would say that that is a huge, huge thing. And I feel like I'm doing really well with it, but I do have to consciously check in a lot. And actually that's where having outside support does help as well, because sometimes, so for example, before I went to this event with Denise Duffield Thomas and I had the long weekend away with my friends, like straight afterwards, I deliberately a few weeks ago checked in with my mastermind group and said, 
I've got a busy time coming up. <laughs> Can you hold me accountable? Like make sure I don't do too much. And it, and it was really useful and they did. So, and even just the act of me sharing it with other people holds me accountable as well. Like it just makes me more aware of it. Okay. So I think that's it really. And because I feel like, I suppose the other thing is just being okay with being okay with being different, which is obviously what we've already talked about the whole time, but I feel like it's coming into another level for me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's really hard to explain, but it's like, it's just, I suppose it's one thing figuring out who you are and being okay with doing a business in an introverted way, but it's another thing then sharing it with my own clients so so like I'm I'm sort of trying to embrace the idea of being a leader in a Mm -hmm. way which I'm I'm totally redefining what it means to be a leader as well but I guess that's the other thing just like stepping up and embracing that being like I'm modeling what I believe to my own clients right yeah and that there are other ways of building a business online and Mm -hmm. Because we were talking so much about talking to camera stories, I just want to, there's a point that's coming in my head and I really Mm want to talk about it. We were not trying to influence that talking to camera stories are the way to put yourself out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It it could be if that's something that you really want to try and do to connect to your community, but it's not the only way to put yourself out there. Yeah, no, that is actually really important to say. Yeah. I was just going to add something. I was just going to say that I think, yeah, a lot of us think, oh, we need to be on camera or, oh, we need to do live video or, or we need to do this and that. I think actually what it really boils down to is we just need to like share the truth of who we are, which is obviously like the the, (laughs) the whole thing about your podcast. But yeah, I think that's what it boils down to. And however best feels good for you to do that. Exactly. Yeah. It's about living your truth out loud in a way that works best for you and not what you think you should be doing or what's expected of you to do. Yes. And also the other thing is knowing when fear is holding you back versus knowing when something just isn't right for you. And that's hard to figure out. So I thought that I was never going to do a podcast. I thought I was never going to put my face on video turns out that that was just fear holding me back and that actually I like doing that stuff but it was took me a long time to realize that it was just fear and that it is right for me Mm -hmm. and I I think it's also because now you are in that zone of trying and exploring different ways that you could show up despite the fact that you are an introvert but you now you're trying and exploring and as you're moving forward you are building that courage and confidence to try more things yeah that's true and just having the experience of knowing like you talked about this on your instagram the other day about like how your comfort zone is stretching as you're doing this podcast and then i commented on it saying that's exactly how i felt when i started my podcast and i had loads of anxiety like and and then then when we do something again or when we have a break from the podcast and start it up again we'll think oh this is a familiar feeling like we know what it is Right. So it, so we have like the benefit of that experience. Mm-hmm. What would you like to say some, to someone who might be struggling with something similar in their journey? 
I guess I would like to say that it's totally normal. I think that this was a big learning thing for me. Like it's actually really normal to be really excited about something. And then when it comes to actually doing it to think, oh my God, and have all the negative feelings about it. I think that's really normal. And it's really, it's really important to remember that. And I also was recently speaking to a business friend about how she says she sometimes thinks she's not cut out for it because she has all these feelings. And I said to her, I feel the same. Like even after running a business for 11 years, Mm -hmm. I still fairly regularly have moments where I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. So I guess I just want everyone to know that it's absolutely totally normal to have those moments and we all do and we all do yeah <laughs> but i think that that is why it's so important to have such conversations yeah and mm-hmm. they make you feel less alone in your own personal journey and struggles and yeah 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 absolutely ruth i have one last question for you what mm-hmm. does living a wholehearted creative life look like for you So I really should have prepared my answer ahead of time because <laughs> I knew you were going to ask this. Okay, so I'm just going to go with what the thing that is coming to me right now is it's firstly all this stuff about being myself. I mean, and we've talked a lot about that in this interview. But the thing that's really coming up with for me is being myself, loving my work because I do, but also because of my love for my work, I often, I often there's times when I'll be really honest, like I don't practice what I preach. So I'll be preaching about doing everything that feels good, living your life, like your business is there to help you live whatever life you want. And I'll just be sitting at my desk, you know, pushing through. So creative, wholehearted, creative living really looks to me like actually living my life, you know, using my creativity and my business to, to support my life, but not using it as a because I love doing it, but not doing it all the time. And Mm -hmm. that's really interesting that that is the answer that came to me. And I think it's because this weekend, I tried really hard to just not think about my business. Like when my, obviously when I'm with my son, like I can't work because he's like a toddler running all around, but like nap times and stuff on weekends, I'll often like do a bit of extra work. Mm -hmm. And um, this weekend I was like, no, I'm just going to relax. And I think And I think that's part of me practicing what I preach. And I think that it makes me a better mother, business owner, wife, and person. Right. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Where can we find you online? So I'm basically Ruth Poundwhite on social media, mainly on Instagram. And my website is ruthpoundwhite.com. And I also have a podcast, which is called creatively human and hopefully your listeners will be able to come over and listen to you on there in the new year (laughs) yeah we'll look forward to that thank you so much i really enjoyed our conversation together i did too thank you All the resources and links we mentioned will be over on my website hirasemad.com forward slash podcast. It's spelled h-i-r-a-s-a-h-m-e-d dot com forward slash podcast. 
As always, if you think you have a friend who might benefit from this conversation, please share the link of this episode with them. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. It would really help me and the podcast if you take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. You can find more about me and the work that I do over on my website. There, you can also subscribe to my letters. I write letters every other Sunday where I share my personal stories, lessons that I'm learning along the way and my experiences of living my truth out loud. And I would love to connect with you. Or come say hello on Instagram. I'm at Hira S N. 